Hello, my friends, and good Wednesday morning to you. Today is April 28th. My name is Roger, and behind the camera and the microphone is my always gracious wife, Angie. And we're grateful that you've decided and, and really chosen to spend a little bit of time with us this morning. We hope that you come every day, Monday through Friday, and when you walk away, you're feeling just a little bit more encouraged by God's power and in His Word that we share with you every morning. Um, I call my wife Angie uh, gracious, right? And so the reason is, is because she needs a little grace this morning because I need to talk about us a little bit, and I didn't ask her. But really, I, I want to put it out there that um, when I married Angie, uh, you heard the old phrase, uh, I really married up. Well, I married way up when, when I met her and married her, and so I'm always thankful. Uh, but one of the really awesome things that I always remember is our very first date. And uh, it was just a, a very cool time. And, and we went out on this date, and even though I was a little bit older, I was still a little nervous and all that kind of stuff. But um, something about us just clicked instantly. And, and that very first night, you know, they say love at first sight, and I'm sure that's the way it was for me. Uh, because we just sat down and we just started a conversation. And, and it was so easy, and it just seemed like we had everything in common. And everything just kind of just clicked right into place from that very moment that we met. I remember I went home, and I don't know if it was that night or the next day, but I called my, my brother, and I was telling him I went out on this date with this girl last night, and it was just unbelievable. We just sat down, and we talked about God, and we talked about our families, and it was just really uh, amazing. And my brother, always being wise, he said, well, of course you did, because you're both believers. And when you're believers, about 97% of everything about you is the same, and that happened because of the Spirit's work in your lives. And so there's really not that much different between believer and believer. That kind of opened my eyes. Uh, and, and it was true, though. Uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of believers are molding us and moving us to be more and more uh, like Christ all the time. This week we're talking about that very thing, the movement of the Spirit in our lives, and the question that we have on the slate this week is, what does it look like, uh, what does saving faith look like as we walk through this world? Uh, what does that term, saving faith, do um, that just kind of propels us into someone that we are becoming? Each day this week we've had a subtitle. On Monday it was being filled by the Spirit, and so that is that changes, right? And, and yesterday it was trusting in God in every way. And today I want to talk about love, and it should be, because that was where we started, right? Love between a man and a woman, made by God and God alone. And we're going to turn to uh, this, I want to go to two scriptures today. Uh, and both of them are from the, the Gospel of, or both from the writer, the Apostle John. Uh, one from the Gospel of John, one from 1 John. Uh, but I want to make this point that we're called by scripture to love. Uh, even our enemies. And we're going to spend a little time on that tomorrow. But for just today, I want to start where we rightfully should. And that's really with this understanding that if we are being filled by the Spirit, if we are being led by the Spirit, if we truly do have saving faith in our lives, we will most certainly, without a doubt, have a growing attraction to and most certainly a growing love for the family of believers. We will grow in our care for one another, and it's not just like me and Angie, but our brothers and sisters in the pew, whether they're uh, having a good season of life or a bad season of life, whether we approve or we disapprove, 
our love for them is growing stronger and stronger. And here's the reason why. I'm going to read a passage from John chapter 13. And Jesus is talking to his disciples. Oh, and I want to, by, by the way, I want to just put this subheading in there. We're talking about the, the Spirit-led changes in a person's life. Jesus at one time called John and his brother the sons of thunder because they were impetuous and they were fired up and they were just kind of uh, always kind of like, ah, oh, let's go. But before it was all over, because of the work of the Spirit in John's life, he was known as the apostle of love. Isn't that cool? From the son of thunder to the apostle of love because of the work of God in his life. And it must have made a great impression on him that day when he and his other apostles were sitting around and Jesus was speaking to them. And he says this, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. You see, Jesus didn't give us the option of saying, we must love our brothers and sisters in Christ if we approve of them, or if we like them, or if they do things for us. We must love them, regardless of anything else. And he explains why, because in verse number 35 it says, By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So what does saving faith look like in the life of the believer? It's attraction to and the support of the family. Why is this so important? Because the world will not know of his love if they don't see his love in action in us. Our love will tell the world and prove to the world of his true love for mankind. There's a longer verse that, or passage that I'd like to read you from 1 John in chapter 4 of that book. And it goes like this, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. You see, John is saying, that, understand folks, that God, we didn't love God first, He loved us first. So much so that He sent His Son to die for us as an atoning sacrifice for our sins so that we might become part of the family of God. In the family of God, we have a growing love for each other. Verse 11, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Though no one has ever seen God, if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us. The subtitle of love, but the overall heading for the week is what does saving faith look like? And really, we want to know, have I experienced saving faith? Has the Holy Spirit in me? And is it moving? John goes into this, and he says this in verse number 13. We know that we live in Him, and He in us, because He has given us His Spirit. We are being led by the Spirit. And we have, been, we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be in the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God... God lives in him, and he in God. And so we know 
and we rely on the love that God had for us. God is love, and whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in Him. I hope that didn't sound like a tongue twister when I was putting, out, putting that out there. But it's simply this. If the Holy Spirit lives in you, you have saving faith. And if you have saving faith, you have no alternative, whether even if you wanted to, but not to be growing in your love for your brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray that this example from God's Word, from the Son of Thunder to the Apostle of Love, that you can see in your own life that you truly are in possession of saving faith because of your love for each other in your church family and believers across the world. So our prayer is for you, whether we know you in person or where we have never met you, but you've only seen us here. We can still pray for you, and I hope that you know that we love you in Christ. So guys, if you have any questions about who we are or what we're doing, go to the thebarnabasbridge.org and check us out. So thanks for being here, and before you go, I'd like to pray for you and pray for us. Uh, dear God in heaven, I thank you for my brothers and sisters who are sitting wherever they might be this morning and watching them. I'm grateful for them, and I know that someday that uh, uh, because of your love for us, we will meet each other uh, on the other side. Someday we'll be home and we'll talk about our days here, and I pray that uh, uh, when we do so, it'll be the times that we remember of when the church loved each other, truly, as much as you loved us. So God, we thank you and we ask you for further changes in our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. So by that power, we pray these things. And in the name of your Son, we know that they are heard. So thank you, God. And we lift this up now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. I hope this is a fantastic day for you. And we'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Bye, folks.